Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, guys. Welcome to another live recording of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today, we have a guest with us, Megan Swanson, um, out in Omaha, Nebraska. And Megan is, I'm excited to have her as a guest. I've been wanting to have her as a guest for a while. She is a powerhouse, which um, we'll get back to that word in a second because that's actually the name of her business and it's that for a reason. But Megan's an entrepreneur. She is Miss Nebraska and coaches other pageant, I don't know the word, pageant contestants, I guess I would say, or (laughs) um, other striving Miss America. So um, I think having her and what she does as an entrepreneur, as a coach, working with women just like screams confidence and um, would be a great person to add value to our community and our podcast and talking about what it is creating that confidence within yourself. So thanks for taking time and being on our podcast. Absolutely. So glad to be here. Thanks, y'all. Yes, I'm excited. So just to be clear, because because you have like a long list of accolades, I feel like that we could go through. <laughs> um, but starting off, obviously, I think the number one thing that you're known for that that you that you lead with is being um, Miss, Miss Nebraska. But it wasn't like once, right? Like you were Miss Nebraska and like the Miss America pageant, but then also Miss USA. So like two different yep. times. Like has that ever even happened before? No. So I'm the first person in Nebraska to ever do that. I was Miss Nebraska six years ago, and then that's my crown now. So I'm the current Miss Nebraska USA is how it's said, um, just to kind of differentiate between the two. And then my little sister was Miss Nebraska in the America system at the same time that I was Miss Nebraska USA. So that we were the first sisters to also both win Nebraska in the America system and then just happen to win in the same year, holding the two biggest titles in the two biggest systems. So we got to share... 10 months of rain together and obviously COVID hit, but it's still such a tremendous time and like really unexpected. I mean, you can't plan for both of you guys to win. So it was, yeah, I literally do have chills. I know. I, I do too. So I'm like cool. in the chills. I'm like, this is crazy. So congratulations. Oh my gosh. It's what an, what an amazing accomplishment. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We're, we're best friends. We're like 21 months apart. So it was just, you know, you're like, is it, if it's fate, if it's whatever, we're just, it, it was wonderful. Just great sister time. We're going to come back to that because I, I want to talk about being what that responsibility looks like being Miss Nebraska and Miss Nebraska during COVID. But before yeah. I want to kind of like back up, like what got you into, so this was six years ago and you just, were you doing pageants before as a child or did you just decide I want to make an impact and this is a, a vehicle I can do that with or what led to yeah. this journey? Really great question. So I was living in Nashville um, I went to Belmont and graduated with a commercial voice degree and music business minor. So I thought I was going to be a musician the rest of my life. I didn't know even what the word entrepreneur meant until I was like 23 years old. Um, had never heard of it. There's no entrepreneurs in my family, certainly no female entrepreneurs in my family. Both my parents are musicians and have been in ministry my whole life. And so I was dealing with an eating disorder my freshman year. I'd gained a bunch of weight. I'm six feet tall and I've been skinny my whole life. And then that changed. Um, I didn't only put on the freshman 15 but I put on like the freshman, I don't know what felt like a hundred and emotionally the freshman 500. So I really had to start to figure out what was going on on the inside. And my mom noticed that I was off. And so she marched me into her room and told me to look myself in the eyes and tell myself I was beautiful when I was 19 and I couldn't do it. And I fell to the ground in the fetal position for three hours, crying and just rocking myself kind of to sleep. 
And I got up the next day and I was like, you know, is this going to be my life? Like, is this just what it looks like? I've tried everything. I'm working out six days a week. I'm playing basketball with the guys. Why am I not losing weight? And I had no idea what like mental health was, emotional health. Like I was raised a Christian. I, you know, I love God. I was like, what's wrong? And that really was the beginning of my personal development journey. And with pageants, they really, they're just an industry that draws the most beautiful, talented, intelligent, really hardworking women who are drawn to personal development. And so I think it really was just my destiny to, to get involved in such an incredible industry that now I have the pleasure of working in. But I never really did pageants when I was younger. I did one other one, and that's actually how I found my college. So pageants have had like a weird way to kind of be the compass of my life, um, completely on accident. But I ended up competing in the Miss Nebraska organization one on my first try, I went to Miss America when I was 21 and um, then did it again six years later. So, yeah. Wow. So you're 2-0. Wow. I am 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a, so I, I can kind of relate to the, the competitions part of it, you know, being on stage and coming from an eating disorder to really finding your, yourself through that self-discipline to really prepare you in the personal growth and development. So I commend you on that. It's a diff- different kind of stage that I was on. I was on a fitness stage and you're on the pageantry side, which is, it, it all comes from within. And so I'm curious to know where it all started from too. I mean, you mentioned that you had some eating disorders back in when you were 19. As far back as you kind of remember, where did that kind of stem from is, you know, leading you into that pageantry as well? Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I, I would say that it probably started in high school. Um, I was bullied by women so incredibly badly. And I think that in terms of even just speaking about the confident woman, I think if you were to talk to most confident women, most women who end up doing something with their lives, they probably have a similar story because people love to hate what they're not. Um, and people love to pick at things that stand out when really God's created you to be brilliant in those ways that you st- that you stood out, you know? And so it's such this dichotomy of like, uh, this societal norms of feeling like you need to be in this herd mentality of fitting in when in reality, like those things that you're oftentimes made fun of, like I said, are the things that you're supposed to create a career in, or you're supposed to be helpful in, um, and definitely stand out. So that was my story. And I was bullied specifically by a lot of people that I just put, um, that I respected or that were in positions of authority or that everybody else liked, but they were so mean to me in private. And they faked this life on the outside that I was constantly thinking, well, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And was constantly trying to fit in these boxes that I was never created for. So really, I think at 19, that was the epitome of kind of the blow up of the external manifestation of what had been going on on the inside for such a long time. And this buildup of not taking control of my thought life and not being able to regulate my emotional intelligence and having this bold, dynamic personality that I didn't know what to do with and never had a female mentor. Thank God my mom's amazing and she's the same personality as me. So she was helpful. But you need somebody other than your mom too that looks you in the face and that says, it's okay to be you. Like just freaking be you, seriously. Like there's a whole world and a whole lane out there that's designed for you to be yourself. And so luckily I finally learned that later on in life and that's what helped me to want to start my company and through Miss Nebraska and just pageants giving me that yes for the first time, giving me that external validation because I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, it was literally my first pageant and I was going in there just like passion on fire and no idea. I was not polished, but like I just had it, you know? And so now I get to help other women do so much of that uh, nowadays, which is super cool. But I think it started in high school and it was just a culmination of, of me being really fed up, but not knowing how to even express that emotion and just I think so often when we try and 
put ourselves in these boxes, you see a lot of these manifestations of eating disorders or girls getting into bad relationships or girls just kind of settling um, in their careers and, and not figuring out how to be confident in who they are. And that's really upsetting. Um, I know you guys are passionate about that too, or else you wouldn't have this podcast. But yeah, uh, the first time I was bullied that I can remember, I was five years old. So it's wow. pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so cool how you have like your mom to kind of be that person, but you said yourself, like it has to be somebody else. And then you just kind of take your situation and everything you've gone through. And now you've become that woman for others to, to do that for us. So I think that's really cool to, then you started coaching other women. What, what should I call it? Cont- I don't want to say contestants. Yeah, but contestants like, what? Fine. Contestants. Okay. Yeah, okay. So you started like coaching. So you've decided like, Hey, this is something that like really empowered me. I've gained a lot through this journey and through this experience. I want to help other women do that. So obviously I know you and I know you're competitive and you're two and oh, so who else can say that? But, but obviously you coach a lot of women and you know, they're not all going to win. You know what I mean? They can't all, because some of them may be in the same state. I don't know how that works, but so as you're coaching these women and you're helping them, like, are there certain things? I guess my question is, you don't want to be a coach that's preparing people to lose because that's not a coach, but knowing that there's only one winner per state. So as you're going through this, do you handle that when it happens? Like a, a process to help them deal with maybe if they don't win or they didn't, ha- you know, get their expected result. Yeah. Great question. Um, that was actually probably one of my biggest fears when I started my company because I didn't, I didn't want to be a pageant coach. I didn't, I always say I didn't want to be that girl who's like in college wearing your figurative high school letter jacket. You know, like I didn't want to be that girl who's like, I'm a former Miss Nebraska my entire life. It's like, okay, we get it. You know? So I just wanted to figure out an industry where like life coaching was a little too broad for me. And I was like, I don't know if I'm qualified. I had way less patience back then. I was like a 22 year old firecracker. So I was like, dude, I don't want to do this one-on-one thing. Like put me on a stage let me like motivate people. And then somebody else can like clean up like their actual lives. And God was like, <laughs> you know, so, so I'll never forget. It actually started because a girl DM'd me on Instagram and I didn't have a lot of followers back then. It was like, it was definitely under 10 K. And uh, I was just like, she asked me and she's like, are you an interview coach? And I remember thinking to myself and I was like, huh, am mm-hmm. I? I was like, could I do that? You know, could I do that? Cause I was like, for sure not fashion. Like I suck at that no to fitness. Like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, huh, I could probably teach people a lot of talk, you know? And so I then, and then God kind of revealed to me that it was such an incredible personal development mentoring opportunity. Like I said, for women who are looking for that mentor, who is as bold as them and has been, walked through in their shoes and all these different things. And so my very first client ended up winning and doing tremendously well at nationals. And I was kind of like, oh, like this is a thing, you know, and that gave me more confidence to keep going. But what I found over the last five years, now that we've been doing this for such a long time, is that it's so interesting, you guys, like winning matters. But at the end of the day, these girls, it's just like not even what we focus on. Like it is, don't get me wrong, but like 70% of it is working on their internal world and working on how to develop confidence, charisma, the it factor, self-efficacy, self-confidence, you know, all these different things that are so incredibly important for like life after pageants. And so I think we kind of start with the end in mind, which is like, what kind of marriage do you have one, like want to have one day? What kind of career do you want to have? When you look in the mirror, who do you want to see? Like, what are the ways that you want to talk to yourself throughout the day? Do you want to wake up and no longer have anxiety from sunup to sundown? You know, so we work on those major issues and we figure out people's triggers. And I do people's I do Enneagram typing with all my girls and we do extensive personality typing and figuring out why they procrastinate and like all these super deep, 
identity things. And along the pathway, they, they also learn how to communicate. They, they learn these leadership skills. And then they walk in and they freaking blow everyone away in this pageant, as opposed to other pageant coaches that are like, here's how to answer about you know the immigration wall. And you're like, okay, great. That's important of how to answer those questions. But if I'm not teaching you how to think and I'm not teaching you how to love yourself, like the second that you're under stress and your body's going into security fight or flight mode, like good luck, that's where you end up on YouTube, you know? So I've just kind of reverse engineered the process to help women value themselves even more than just doing well in a pageant. And I think that's why we've been able to grow and do so well is because the word of mouth is just inherently there when, when even like I've had other moms from like, they watched one of my Miss competitors and their daughter's a teen. This happened last year. And this girl jumped like 25 placements, had been working for five years and never placed. And then she got third runner up last year and swept every single phase competition. Mm-hmm. And the moms were started calling me off the, you know, off the ringer and they're like, what the frick did you do to Annika? Like literally, I, like what you have to work with my daughter. And it's just so cool to have those moments because her life is a living testimony of this confidence and this self-assurance that she never had and was banging her head against a wall, trying the same thing for so long. So mm-hmm. Anyways, we focus on the long term, and that ends up really, really helping. So, with without a crown, you're a winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. And I've had to learn how to lose too. I mean, I lost Miss USA, and I lost Miss America. You know, and national pageants are way different. They're they put whoever they want the top fifteen of what will look good on TV. So it's not a hundred percent merit based. Yeah. But I mean, I still lost, right? I still had to learn how to grieve and to to kind of mourn and move. And so, again, with my life experience, I. I try and just teach my girls when I'm like, dude, have a backup plan, have something else that makes you feel valuable or else you're putting your entire destiny in the hands of five people for a three hour show. And like, that's ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I could totally relate. Oh my gosh. I, I love that probably. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you're in the skimpy thing and just being judged and people just see you and you're thinking, yeah. oh, but there's more to me than my body. And it's like, they don't, they don't care. That's not the competition you enter. So, but yeah. I love your approach on it. And I love your take because it really is about finding that inner you. Mm-hmm. And that's the extraction of like, really the, what, what makes people tick? their triggers, their, the emotional components that we carry through our lives. So I, I commend you on that because it, it's, it's such a gift because you're right. There are coaches out there that'll help you talk about the surface, but it, I love that you go deep with these women because at the end of the day, after this competition, it's about really owning who you are and becoming that best version of you. And that is that confident woman. And that's really what we stand for is, is you know, our, our podcast, our brand and everything. And so beautifully said, I, I love what you're doing. Absolutely. I know. I feel like I want to, I feel like I want to, um, is, is there a, a Miss America for old people? There's <laughs> there's, there are Mrs. Pageants. I'll let you know. I'll send you the link. Her old postpartum mom bod. Not old. There's a, our Mrs. Nebraska was like almost 60 last year. You're, you're super young. Really? Yeah. And they wear one pieces. It's hot. It's great. This might be something to look into. <laughs> Don't tease me. <laughs> fun. You would have, um, well, I mean, you obviously know you study, I can't even say the word in, in the Enneagram. Enneagrams. Yeah. And study those and all the different personalities. So I don't know. I don't know if there's someone with my personality that has ever won. That's just, yeah. You kill it. You kill it. I sense a challenge. I I sense a challenge. Laugh at myself. You literally kill it. You have like the perfect ideal personality because you're hilarious and you're confident and you set up a room. Yeah. You, you kill it. Well, this, thanks for the confidence boost. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm curious too. Okay, so I know we talked about this earlier, but like you and your sister, both um, Miss Nebraska's and typically I'm sure that involves a lot of like really cool things that you get to go do and be a part of, but this year is different. So it's probably like, you don't get to do all the things that you would tip, like they should get yeah. you another year or something. Uh, you're telling me. Like, yep. mm-hmm. So what's that look like? Cause obviously I, I look at like what you guys are in, in that field is like leaders, right? Like mm-hmm. leading young women and all that kind of stuff. And, and that could be hands-on. So I guess from a leadership perspective for yourself, what's that looked like for you and that challenge like this year mm-hmm. trying to still do it differently I mean, we're all figuring out things differently but you know yeah well I think one of the greatest things that we can learn as leaders is how to adapt and overcome you know and that's like so like we've heard that a million times but when crap hits the fan like you figure out who the heck you are and so I think I just determined really early that I was like you know what Thank God it was me because every everybody else who could have won would have freaked out, would have like, oh my gosh, I wanted this since I was born and like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm super honored and I had a vision and I, I was going to sing a cultural series. Like I was going to go to the Olympic swim trials and Nebraska was hosting the Sweet 16 basketball and I had all these things set up. Like I'm such a sports girl and all these events and, you know, ways that you wanted to be out in your community and literally all of them shut down. So like, yeah, you, like that's depressing and it's always going to be depressing. And I'm always going to be like, frick, that would have been really awesome. But like, you just can't dwell on that because the fact is, is that as, as much as COVID sucked, it's also been an incredibly unifying experience where if you're rich or poor or whatever, wherever you come from, every single person's had to deal with it. So mm-hmm. I really just tried, Allie and I banded together and we were just like, you know what, we're just going to make the most of it. And so we did a bunch of online interviews and podcasts and things together. And I already run a company solely online. So I was like, I'm just going to grow my influence. And so I've doubled my social media following this year. Like I've just tried to hustle and what I could do to impact more and more people. And I, just asking yourself constantly, what can I do? What do I have at my disposal? What resources do I have? You know, like you can ask yourself the negative question or you can make lemonade out of lemons or whatever fruit you have, you know, but it's so important just to be able to curate that. And so it's not been perfect and we've all had down days is a pageant or you have to be in a swimsuit in your apartment when you're locked up in a 1,000 burns so much. And I just can't tell you guys how much life experience, how many books have come out of me. I mean, I wrote an entire book in quarantine. I have like three more that I'm working on. Like if you're willing to, to dig in and be present during those struggles and continue to overcome them, I just think there's so much good that's going to come out of this in terms of stories and ways that we can help others. Yeah. I just, I'm like, it is what it is, you know? So you can choose to be glass half full. Yeah. And I do want to ask too, just because I think a lot of, we've talked about this before, but it's, it's different coming from Rachel and I than it might be from you. So that's why I wanted mm-hmm. to get you to say this or talk about this. Cause yeah. you talked about like, obviously like leadership and influence and like doubling your social media account, right? Like earlier you're like, Oh, I didn't, I had to have less than 10 K and I'm like, <laughs> I'd love to have that. <laughs> That'd be cool. So we just kind of talk, because I think some girls have this misconception that like you can't be a leader, you can't influence if you don't have a million followers, right? Yeah. Where it's like, if you have cool. one follower, you're influencing one person. Yes. But like, how would you, instead of like, you grew your influence by like adding, actually like adding value. It's not like, yes. oh, I just want the numbers to have the numbers. It's like, no, it's because I'm actually... Yeah. So yeah. can you address that since you do have the numbers that Rachel and I do not have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I 
It's so cool. I, I, I just think social media is awesome. Um, I think that everybody should implement social media fasting at the same time. I did that a week after Miss USA and it was the greatest week of my life. And I was like, wow, this would be super nice if I didn't have to care about this, you know, but that's not what God's called me to. And so I've accepted that. But like, I have a guy friend who takes every Monday off social media and I'm like, that's just a great idea. Like I, so I'm going to start doing that and just take it off my phone. Um, and then that gives you the, the energy to be able to be full on when you need to be full on. But, um, how I've done that. So, uh, honestly, this is going to sound stupid, but like practice your craft, you practice the craft of social media. So like I've been doing Instagram live since the day it came out. Uh, I started a podcast two years ago, was terrified, like felt more vulnerable than I've ever felt. I was walking through an abusive relationship at the time. Like it was not a easy season, but the person that I became from doing the hard thing over the easy thing and committing to self-discipline, I'm not naturally an organized person at all, but I made myself become an organized person because when your dream means enough to you and you've gotten specific about it and you know your why, and we hear all those things, none of that, right? But like legitimately, you guys, if you just study successful people, they all do the same thing. They're all disciplined. They all cut crappy people out of their life. They make tough decisions. They get enough sleep at night. They wake up in the morning. They have an agenda. They follow a schedule. Like it's not hard things, but they are committed little things. And I really, truly believe that it's about a million tiny, tiny actions that eventually you don't know what day it's going to be, but there is, there is exponential growth waiting for you. But I really believe that only God knows the timing of when we're ready for that calling that maybe he's already shown us. Mm-hmm. I'm walking into an exponential season. We just, I just got a massive phone call. that's going to change my entire life at midnight last night, telling me that a certain deal went through that's going to blow up my company. Right. I've been waiting for five years for this. And when I made the tough decision to become single again, and when I made the tough decision to cut off certain parts of my community. And I reoriented my life even a month ago after Miss USA to make about 10 really, really difficult decisions. When no one was patting me on the back, got no out of girls, no anything. Then my life has like, I'm telling you guys, 180 completely changed even the last two weeks because I finally was at this place where I was just like, you know what? My life's completely surrendered. Like my, I don't, I don't want any part of my life that God can't speak into. I don't want any part of my life that my leaders, my accountability can't speak into because that's not going to work for me anyway. But I cannot say enough how much it is little tiny decisions and little micro adjustments of, of who you choose to become, who you choose to surround yourself with. And then there'll be an appointed day when you look back and you're like, wow, I'm so much farther than I was six months ago, whether it's personally or spiritually, or you have better friends or you introduce a business partner. So we can either focus on all the ways that, you know, futuristically that we as leaders, I'm like, well, I'm not a millionaire yet. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, but like five years ago, you didn't have the company. So yeah. like give yourself a pat on the back for the things that you have done and make sure that you're keeping, um, I tell my girls to keep a done it journal where, cause we're so bad as achievers of remembering the things that we've actually accomplished. So even if it's a small thing where it's like, Hey, somebody DM me today and said, your podcast was awesome. This really blessed my day. Write it down. Remember the things that you have done because it'll give you the encouragement when your energy is feeling low to keep doing the hard things. And to, when you're asking yourself, you know, do I matter? Is anybody noticing what I'm doing? Like, it feels like I'm going to ever know, but I truly believe that we just have to commit to keep becoming a better leader and more disciplined and the results will come. Like that's so cliche. I know you could read that in any book, but like I'm a living testimony of that because there's nothing special about me. I just work my butt off and I'm not afraid to say no. And I'm not afraid to say yes, you know, when it's the right time. Dude, you had no idea how much I think I didn't even realize how bad I needed to hear that. 
was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love I love your uh, the done it journal. Yeah, I I'm just like those girls who just like I check things off my list and then I just forget about it. And then when you get overloaded and overwhelmed, the self doubt creeps in, and you're just like, who am I to do X, Y, and Z? And it's like, no, I have to remind myself all the things I have accomplished because we could lose sight that one little trigger could totally blind all the, all the goodness that we've done in our lives. Um, so I, I love that. And it's actually, I, I do something similar, but I'm going to be more intentional and just purposely write down the done it because yeah. I need those reminders and I love that. So awesome. Yeah. 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 I honestly don't know. I think I'm like, I don't know if I read that or like if I came up with that randomly, but I just put them on my wall, like right here. And then I have like my goals and just little things that I want to look at all the time. I'm like, I just like pester myself with the, with the signaling and the messaging that I need to hear. Cause I always say everything's about energy input, energy output. Like you're a leaky vessel, right? So we forget that sometimes. And then we, we feel like wonder woman one day and then like our hormones are jacked the next day. And you're like, I'm a piece of crap. And then I'm like, wait, it's cause I'm, I'm actually like going to start my period tomorrow. That's why I feel like crap. But sometimes what, you know, when we don't have concrete knowledge, that's the same thing as that done it journal. Like when, when then we look at our period app and we're like, oh, I'm a freak today because I'm going to start my period tomorrow. I literally have no estrogen in my body, right? Then you don't feel like a crazy person anymore. So it's the same thing when you're like, why do I feel like I have literally never accomplished a single thing in my whole life, right? Go back to those things that are living proof that you know are truth because you need those things. Like I said, it's the same as like, if your mom tells you something and it's like, okay, I've heard that a million times someone else says it and you're like, mom, I heard this thing today. Right. And it cuts through that mental crap that you're dealing with. So that done it journal is a great resource for that too, because you were the one writing it and, and you trust your voice more than you trust any other voice. So when you go back to that, you know that you wrote that from a positioning of truth. And so you can look back at that and you're like, okay, I have done things and it'll stop that argument and that negative self-talk in your mind. Amen to that. That's amazing. And it's so true because we do, we get caught up in those emotional um, little sticking points that it's kind of like those deal breakers for us because we could totally throw in the towel on our big dream because of one bad day or one bad, you know, negative review or a comment or something like that. And it's like, we have to, you know, keep moving forward with that intent and purpose. And, you know, it's, tracking everything. And so I, I'm a big, Aaron knows that I, I love tracking things because I, I'm, I'm an advocate of you can't manage what you don't track. Yep. And so looking back at these things. And so, you know, one of my mantras is uh, consistency compounded over time yields results. So when we consistently look back at our tracking and our habits and our daily activity, we start to see that bigger picture unfold and just realize it's all in God's perfect timing. It's not ours. And so we have to be patient and we have to be stewards of that mission. Yeah. I mean, you never know if your dreams are going to come true tomorrow or you never know if you, if you were supposed to go to Walmart and bump into somebody that was going to be your future business partner. I mean, I literally know stories of people who like physically ran into each other and that's how they met two of my business partners who are my best guy friends in the whole world. And then my other like best guy friend, I met all of them at the gym playing basketball while I was Mr. Nebraska six years ago. And we all had like an instant connection and we don't even hang out all the time. There have been years when we've lived in different places, whatever, whatever. But now two of them are now my business partners. And it's just so cool to see how, like, if I wouldn't have been at the gym that day, right? If I wouldn't have the confidence to say hi, if they wouldn't have tapped me on the shoulder, if I wouldn't ask them to play pickup, if I didn't have the courage to be a girl in the gym, you know, whatever. Like, there are these moments that are waiting for us 
I don't know if you guys have ever watched stuff from Matthew Hussey, who's like a dating expert for girls. I used to think he was like a jerk, but he's actually very smart. So, and, and I love to study human like uh, psychology and the way that humans connect. There's a show on Netflix that he teaches single women who are all in like their forties, how to get out there again. And I was like, Oh, let's see if this is like actually good. I watched it and it was super, super good. Long story short, he basically talks about and shows them physically that they're, cause they're all like, well, there aren't any good men around here, you know, whatever, whatever. And he's like, yes, there are. You literally aren't doing the right things. So yeah. every episode he teaches them a new thing of how through confidence. It's not creepy. Like it's not like giving them a line, but he's like, no, literally look, they're everywhere. You're not doing the right thing. So again, confidence, like there's so much success just on the other end of like a little bit of confidence, whether it's in dating or business or growing your social media. And that's why what you guys are doing is so awesome because it's the most attractive quality point blank all the time, always. And so I'm like, why would people not grow it? Just right. Do. It's like just building that muscle. Like, yeah, you might tap someone's shoulder and they're not the person. Yes. You have the confidence and the building the rep to do it again. Right. Yep. Again. And the fifth person might be the person. So you yep. never know. Or the hundred and fifth, but it's just yep. building those habits and that repetition. So uh, I feel like this could go for like six hours. <laughs> I don't want this to end. <laughs> I feel that I, I can talk forever. So just cut like off. <laughs> so people listening or watching on the Facebook live too, we'll put all this in the show notes too. But if you want to say like maybe how they can reach you, like I know you will put your website and Instagram stuff or anything or I guess in this last few minutes, sometimes if there's anything that like you, uh, I always joke if there's something that you wanted to say, but um, maybe I didn't, we didn't shut up and let you say it. So like <laughs> anything you want to add, say before we end or wrap up or let people know where to find you. Well, yeah, Instagram's great. Um, you guys can go to our website, powerhousepageantry.com and everything's there. I do life coaching as well. We're expanding probably more next year. I'm not really advertising it right now, but if you do want to do like a deep dive into your personality type or figure out like your core values, and I can start to kind of help people start to navigate that channel of their life, absolutely reach out to us and a member of my team will get back to you. But I think one thing that I would say is, is just make sure that you're surrounding yourself with good people like the women right here who have even been one inch farther than you or know one more thing than you. And remember that all you have to know is one, you know, one thing more than the person that you're leading and you truly can lead them. But I think if, if there's one thing that I would tell myself even like six years ago or starting business over again is not being afraid to cut out toxic people from your life. And that, again, we've all heard that. I know we've all heard that. But this last year, I, I really personally went through a pruning. And I think a lot of us did during COVID out of necessity. But for me, I, I was really, really intentional. And I mean, like I completely cut out like 95% of my community. And it wasn't easy but when one or two people who replaced 20 people who were farther than me, made more money than me, had a greater mindset than me, had similar values, like my entire life changed with such exponential growth just because, you know, for me, I'm, I'm very motivated when people are more advanced than me. I respect them and it makes me hustle. So like they're sending me their receipts of like doing $30,000 days and I'm like, oh, <laughs> You know, and it makes me feel like crap. And I'm like, oh, I was proud of what I made, but it makes me work harder, right? And they're doing it because they love me and they see what's in me. And so just whether that's financially or whether you need a buddy for fitness or whether you need a buddy for, you're, you're trying to be nicer to your kids, you know, whatever. Like just finding those people around you, you will become them. And 
and people are easier to reach than ever. You guys, I've interviewed some of my greatest mentors this year that I never thought I'd be able to be connected to just because I had the confidence to. So just figure out who you want to be, surround yourself with good people and your life's going to, it's going to be great. It's going to work out. Not everything's going to be perfect, but it's going to be awesome. Yes. Awesome. Very well said. So yeah, I mean, definitely we have to stay in touch and I know that so many people are going to, you know, reach out to you in that, that regard to follow you because you're such an inspiration and just as an overall, and it's like really you're, you're the embodiment of what you're teaching. And it's just really cool to see somebody walks that walk as well. And that's, it's a beautiful thing because it does, it's, it's that shining confidence. And like you said, it's one of the greatest qualities in a woman, in a woman, because you see that light within them. So awesome. Kudos to you again for, for everything you're doing. And we're definitely going to put all that in the show notes. So thanks again for being a guest and we look forward to following you on your journey. Yes. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.